Welcome back. I am Jcaps. This is the world according to Jcaps. This episode is a couple days late, but it is um, Wednesday, the 17th of August, 2022. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And um, I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for the show. I'm going to fade this intro music out. I feel like it served its purpose. Now I'm just going to talk to you guys for, I don't know, hopefully an hour. Hopefully I can make it through an hour without having crushing self-doubt that makes me want to start the episode again. But now that that's out of the way, um, I'm on vacation from my from my teaching job. I taught summer school all summer, and I also taught regular school year all summer, all year, all year and into the summer. Uh, but on the 12th of August was the last day, and now I'm on vacation, and it's been a pretty cool vacation so far. I've I've stuff to talk to you guys about, and I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get into some. Hopefully, there'll be some fun things in this episode. I, I the promise of just mirth, just fun, fun style mirth, which is really what I enjoy. I think that at the core of my, uh, of my of my of the thing that I want to bring to the world is 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 mirth. That's I think the first thing. And then maybe a second, the second thing I want to do is um, nerd out about animals sometimes. I do like that. That's something that I do like to do. But mirth is definitely the, the top. I think mirth and yes, and mirth and general interest in the natural world is, are the two things that I'm really focused on, laser, laser beam focused on. But anyway, so... Let me take you back to last week. So last week, actually, let me just see something. As I'm looking through my list of sound effects, right? Because I do want to, I do want to tell you the story, but I want to tell you the story in a way that we can all go there in our minds. Uh, yes, okay. Last week, uh, it was actually Thursday. So Thursday, okay, now last week. Now we'll go back in last week. That's the, that's the sound effect I was trying to get for. So last, okay, okay, last week, right? So it was last week, Friday. So just imagine last week, right? Let me turn this off. This is now too much, too much harps. How, I, gotta, I gotta edit that. Um, anyway, so last week, right? And on Thursday... I had to go to, so Thursday was the second to last day of summer school, and I had to go to, um, I had to go to Adventureland in, in Melville, no, not Melville, in Farmingdale, Long Island, with all the kids who, um, who go to my school. Not, not, not all the kids, but the kids who did good all summer, and then got the trip to Adventureland. And I had to go and ride. Um, I had to, like, go and I had to chaperone one kid. This one kid who was pretty cool, cool kid. He was, um, he is, uh, like, a 20-year-old kid who is, um, has autism. And he, uh, he was part of the summer school he was uh like a cart he was in my cartooning club 
and actually made a really great original cartoon that he made. He wrote like 20 strips. He wrote like 20 comic strips and actually finished three full Bristol boards of like three strips each. So me and him were hanging out. I had to like basically follow him around the the uh the Adventureland. The Land of Adventure, which was a bunch of if you've never been to Adventureland in Long Island, let me let me set the scene. So imagine a park, a theme park, but it only has sort of like baby style rides. Like like it has Roller coasters, but they're not the kind of roller coasters that, like, you're going to... You might... Listen, you might throw up from them. Um, but it mostly has, like, teacups and spinny rides and... Do you guys get the you guys get the idea? So, in this Adventureland, um, still, I'll tell you something. Still, if you go to an Adventureland, you're going to get dizzy. If you're, if you're a guy like me that um, does not enjoy, really, uh, rides and stuff like that, I, I seriously, I went on, um, I went on a, a couple of rides, and it was getting me, it was getting me very dizzy, and um, you know what? Actually, I'm just gonna. The, the reason I'm buzzing myself for that uh, is because where should that story go? It should go to like I threw up, or this kid threw up, or um. Or some type of uh, injury or violence happened. That would be, that would be a good place for this story to go. But unfortunately, no. Uh, it was just a pleasant. It was just a pleasant end of summer um, day at this Adventureland. So, you know, that's not. I think what what, what would the audience? I I would assume what the audience is looking for is like some hijinks, some violent or, um, or, you know, embarrassing hijinks, which there wasn't any of, but still, but still it was a cool, it was a cool day and it closed out the summer. It closed out the summer. So Friday was just like a half day. And then, um, and then on Friday, uh, yeah, I guess this is, you know, yeah, see, see, the weird thing is that, like, at this point, this is where I, like, let's see, um, at seven minutes, seven, about seven minutes in, this is where I start to worry that I'm not, I'm not worthy enough to even do a podcast and tell stories about this. But I'm going to hold fast and not uh, get anxious and just continue the story because this, because this does get good. So Friday, the twelfth, um. I went into the city to have uh, dinner with my girlfriend and her her mom, her elderly mom. And we, um, it was nice. It was a pleasant dinner. Also, it should have had, like, somebody should have gotten drunk and a fight should have happened um, and a screaming match. That would be, be that would make a better story. But in this, but actually, this uh, this part of the story was also, really nothing bad happened. It was, uh, it was, you know, wholesome. It was just a wholesome dinner. So again, I bring up two things and where, where something should have happened that provides drama or, or, um, 
you know, so something bad should happen to me or someone near me, but nothing so far, nothing bad happened. So it was just a, it was a nice, it was a nice dinner. Um, the, the waiter, uh, saw that it was, um, this elderly woman's birthday. So they, uh, at this restaurant, they decided to get us a free tiramisu, which again, like it should have been something where they were like, no, you have to pay for it. Or, um, or they forgot it or, or, or the tiramisu was so sweet and it made, and it was a hot night and all three of us had diarrhea. And then we, you know, we couldn't get back to anywhere um, in time because you know, like an elderly person can't move that quickly. So we all shit ourselves. That see, that would be a better story. But again, in this case, not, that not that did not happen. Nobody shit themselves, and everything was fine. It was like a nice. What, what's really happening is that we're. What I was experiencing is I coasted into my summer vacation pleasantly. So, I mean, in a way, I actually have something. I have a, really, it's basically two two dings. If I think about Thursday, the day of Adventureland, it's actually a ding. Now, unfortunately, dings don't, really what, what we should be here, what we intend for is something happening like that. And then the, and then you, the audience, in relief that it's not you that it's happening to, that it's me that it's happening to, in that dissonance, that's where I think we, we pr- provide laughter. But unfortunately, these this is just um, you know a recap of, of, so far, a pleasant going into the weekend. Um, so anyway, so then um, I had like, so that, so the, so the dinner ended. So then I, I, I wasn't going to stay over my girlfriend's because I had to take care of stuff on the weekend. Uh, I, I wanted to spend this first weekend of my vacation working on the writing for the web series known as Grading Animals with J-Caps, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. Um, it's a show that I that I do where I grade animals in a in a humorous way. So I went back home. Oh, I actually know I did I did stay over. Okay. I did stay over at my girlfriend's house on Saturday and th- on Friday and I went back on Saturday. Okay, so just to recap, I did stay over because plot twist, I was a little drunk from the dinner and I did not want to drive home. So, uh so I did stay over and then I drove back Saturday. And now here's where the story gets interesting. If this has been if this has been a boring story up until now because nobody shit on themselves or um nobody threw up on themselves at Adventureland, um, you know, this is where the story might get interesting. So I came home on Saturday the thirteenth. And um, you know, everyone would say like Friday the thirteenth, very unlucky day. Saturday the thirteenth. It's possibly a lucky day because I came back. I started working. I started writing for the episodes, the the finale episodes, which I'm really excited about. On a side note, uh, I have been writing these episodes, and I'm actually excited because my purpose in writing this is to provide some type of thematic closure to the entire Grading Animals series. 
Um, and what I'm trying to do is bring all of the the truth that I have, the feeling of of like what the show means to me and um, my expectations of it versus what I what happened and all of like the like my you know like the the good times and the bad times and all the stuff in between um, part of into it. So I've been so I was so I've been working on it and I think it's going to be really cool and it especially changes because of what happened on Saturday the 13th, Lucky 13, Saturday the 13th, because, so I'm home, I'm working on writing stuff, I'm, I'm, I've got like a, like a whole uh, whiteboard full of like disparate notes, and I'm typing, and I'm trying to figure this out, and then I look on Instagram, and uh, Isabella Rossellini, who I, I don't, if you don't know who Isabella Rossellini is, you must, I don't know. It's you, it's, it's that's, she's a very, like, she's an A-lister, A-lister. Um, she, why I'm, why she means something to me is because she created the shows green porno and seduce me and mamas, which were all, uh, shows that she made where she becomes animals she anthropomorph she anthropomorphizes animals and talks about scientific stuff in a humorous way and these came out like 12 years ago 11 years ago and they were profoundly influential to me um she's also very famous in her own right she was in blue velvet she was in a lot of movies she also was i believe married to martin scorsese she also went out with uh david lynch um she's like a legit legit um, just, oh, she was also like the face of Lancome, um, which was like a, you know, like she was like a model for a long time. She was a very famous model in the eighties. So, but she has this whole other life where, what that, um, dovetails with my interests because she created these nature comedy shows, which, you know, the thing that I've dedicated the last three years of my life uh, is a is like this passionate nature comedy show that I've created, and one hundred percent, it's uh, influenced by her work. Uh, so, I'm on Instagram, and it turns out that she's previewing her new play, her new one woman play called Darwin's Smile, uh, at this little theater out in Long Island. And I was like, I'm going to try to go and see it. I'm I'm going to so oh, that's the other thing. There were these um like there were two tiers of tickets, and one of the tiers of the tickets is that you could um go to like a meet and greet after the show with with her. And I was like, dude, I'm a hundred percent doing this. Like what are the odds that I decide to come home to work on the show for the finale and that I see that my hero, a person who like literally if her work never came out and reached me, then it would have not set me on the path to making the things that I wanted to do um, is doing a small show at this little theater on Long Island of all places, right? I could have been... And like I happened to look at this, I happened to look at Instagram 
when uh, to get this to get this information. So I bought the ticket, and um, I continued writing that day, and then I went to the show, uh, and I went to the show. I I was um, probably like the youngest person there, even though I'm not that young. I'm I'm 42 years old, but I think I was the youngest person there. Um, it was like a gala for the like the the thing was like kind of like a gala for the theater. So they had all like the there was like anyway the show. Let me just talk about the show. So Isabella Rossellini does what she does. Like she created this this style of. Um, you know, like she'll dress up like an animal and talk as it behaves. And she has like her persona, like is like the way that um, she'll like, like, okay. So for instance, when I, when I do, if I like pretend to be like a wolf or something like that, like it really just comes out of like my own sense of humor. And so the same thing with what she does, it, it's like, it's like very much rooted in like her worldview and her um, like person, like uh, taking the information that she's in- inspired by and, and giving it to the audience. And uh, so it was really fun. She was, the show is about the shark. The show is about how, where our, emotions how far do our emotions track back into nature for instance when we get mad at somebody and we almost like bare our teeth and like crunch our nose back and like our eyes get like sharp like because we're in such rage that emotion is not just human that we see that emotion in dogs we see that emotion in any animal that bears its teeth that it goes all the way back to there right so that like reaction to like def- that defense uh, reaction goes back in in uh like evolutionary history and um even like uh what would you say like the like when you see a monkey and it holds its baby and like pets its baby like that is something that can be tracked back through apes right but there are things that are like human like for instance like raising like if you will like um like raise a fist to somebody the fist is a newer like like you couldn't necessarily that that behavior of raising a fist to like fight that that has to track back to like bipedal like you know um like dogs don't do that. So the whole thing, so Darwin wrote a book about this and um it wrote he wrote a book about like how f- like tracking the like emotions through history, through through um evolutionary history and in this show that Isabella Rossellini does, she has the books on stage, like she has her books and she also I didn't know this. I guess I should have known this, but she has like a masters in um like animal emotion and conservation. So I didn't realize that like this thing that she has been working on over the last like 10, 12 years is like, I didn't realize she had like become like a science person, like for real. I thought she was just like me doing research and making a thing. But um, anyway, so the show was super fun. Uh, Like what can be said about it, except that like it's, 
an original creation that has this very handmade and intimate quality. And uh, it was the first show that she ever did of it. So it was like there was a little bit of roughness because, you know, whenever you put a show up for the first time, it's going to be a little bit like the the seams are going to show. And personally, as a as someone who loves indie music, that stuff is inspiring to me. I actually enjoy seeing the roughness of a creation. You know, I think polish is beautiful, and I'm definitely uh, guilty of trying to make things look too polished. But I aesthetically, I really do enjoy. Um, I guess what you would say is like um, like the indiness of like the um, the handmadeness of it, and uh, yeah, like. This this thing that she made will probably I'm sure she's going to like fold it into some new video stuff later on. She's she's touring it around the world. So uh I I was so happy to be there. And like I I don't know like I think that as far as the people who were there to see it, she has fans from every different era of her career. Like she was in like David Lynch movies. She was like she has like she was a model. Like she has all this, all these people who know her from different things. Um, this particular thing that she has done, that's like this nature stuff. This is where I, th- this is where she's a hero to me. So when, um, when I was watching the show, like I was there for that, right? And this is like the thing that she's doing right now. Like her world, her whole world is like focused on making this type of content. So anyways, um, the show ends and like the people who were part of the gala thing, the theater like sort of set up a, like a little like, um, almost what would, almost what would look like a wedding reception pretty much. Uh, the front of the theater and like the outside was all tables. It was a wonderful warm night. Um, it was a little chilly. It was a, it was a warm, you know, like a summer night, like going into September feel. And um, they had a, a jazz singer with a p uh, with a pianist, and she was walking around singing sa- singing standards, which was cool. And uh, people were just getting they had they had catered from all different restaurants. I didn't get food. I was like literally there just to um, pay my respects to Isabella Rossellini. And um, so I was waiting around and like, before you know it, she's just hanging around. She had like one person from the theater who was like um, just accompanying her because I guess, you know, I guess it's like people were like, you know, I'm sure if, you, if you're a, like a famous person or whatever, you have like somebody like not a handler, but it's just like somebody who's like there. Plus, she's like my height. She's not like she's a like a small person. So I'm sure everyone, you know, it's like. It wasn't like security, but whatever. And um, I just wait. I just waited for a chance to to like like uh, you know, when she wasn't mobbed by people to just uh, say hello. So while I was waiting around, I was just talking with other people who were there, um, and I was talking about the stuff that I know of hers, uh, which you know, like I'm, you know, super inspired by. Uh, by her work, right? So, the like the people who I was talking to ended up going up to talk to her, talk to her, and then they're while they're talking to her, they're pointing me out 
<laughs> from the side and being like, oh, yeah, he told us all about like the stuff that I'm into of hers. Right. So like I wave and then um, like shortly after that, I finally get to go up and talk to Isabella Rossellini. So and oh, by the way, this whole thing is like it's it feels casual. It feels like everyone's just basically at a like a party. That's what the vibe was. Like if you if I if you want to like like for instance, if you want to just imagine you're at it, what feels like a wedding reception or like a catering hall vibe, right? And Isabella Rossellini is just standing there wearing like a very shiny sequency dress, right? And she's got like some older dude who's just making sure everything's on the up and up standing next to her, but she's like approachable, right? Let's turn this off. All right. So uh, I go up to Isabella Rossellini and uh, I'm like, congratulations. Uh, that's, the show is amazing. And then I start like, I, I reach out my hand to like shake, but then it's like, it gets awkward, <laughs> but it doesn't get, doesn't get super awkward because like she, I reached out and then uh, she didn't reach out. And then, like, I put my hand back, but then she reached out, and then I was like, oh, this is weird. And then we both laughed about it. But, um, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like a moment. It wasn't a deal breaker of the moment. I'm going to, like, so then I was like, congratulations on the show. Uh, you know, I, I loved, I pointed out certain things that I really did love about the show. Like, one of the things that I really did love about the show was that, she had the ver- she had her own books that she was inspired to make the show on stage with her and she would even open up the pages to show like things right out of the book rather than have it um already set up on a projector to to be shown perfectly and i thought that that those details like to just share a thing with the audience in that personal way, like you're you're sharing with friends, you're like the friends come over and you're like, oh, this is my favorite book. Check this part out. That is to me a very vulnerable way of sharing because you're not like putting up a like an artifice. Like in anyway, so I congratulated her a little bit, and then I told her that she was a huge inspiration to me, uh, and that especially specifically her work with green porno and seduce me and all these nature themed stuff. And so, and she was like, Oh, you're inspired. Like, like what is like almost like, what's the result of that inspiration? And so I told her about grading animals and I told her how I have 98 episodes and she was super interested. She was like, where can I see this? And I, of course, like I had a sticker of grading animals. So I gave it to her and she kept it. Uh, and that she put it like in her pocket and then, um, yeah, we just talked about different things. We, I asked her if she read the overstory. She knew of the book. She didn't read it yet, but she knew that she knew the science behind it and stuff. And then I, you know, it's like I didn't want to overtake her time. Like this was this was like a really special thing that I just happened upon. I just happened. It, it's like cosmically. The day after my break begins, and I know, like in my heart, that I'm I want to make this closure of grading animals, like make content about it. Now, all day I was writing stuff for grading animals and thinking, like, how do I say, like, how do I um, put this whole show that I made into like some type of context? Um, a lot of the things that I've been dealing with, 
and you guys, if you listen to the show, like I say this shit every single week, is like I created a thing for joy for my own, like the purposes of exploring my own creativity. And along the way, it like accumulated momentum and went out into the world and people enjoyed it. And it was really wonderful. That's like a great thing. And also along the way, like I started to put on my own expectations of what it could be. And the weight of expectation sort of, and like, you know, the pandemic, everything like kind of like crushed a little bit of the, of the fire beneath it. But I still like kept fighting and I have made a lot of episodes and I've made a lot of good stuff with it. But there is this, there is this like uh, push pull where it's like on one hand, I have a, a ton of self judgment all the time, which you totally know that's like an aspect of my personality. And on the other hand, like I have had this this thing that I made, and like it was, it is, um, it's out in the world, and it does bring myself and other people joy. And uh, regardless of whether it um, allows me to like have more like a success like a financial success or any type of outward thing beyond that it makes people happy um and also allows me to express myself like there's an intrinsic value to it so i think it's really wild that the day of the first day of my vacation all of a sudden one of the he- one of my heroes that whose work absolutely influenced this thing I dedicated my life making over the last three years, would be half an hour from my apartment and doing a thing where she's showing a new vulnerable work and also give, gave the audience the opportunity to meet her, right? What are the odds that that scenario could even happen? And then in in like a way to even help me write my story of grading animals and like what the like what is the hinge like if if I would say that the dilemma is uh, if I would say that the dilemma is me expressing myself for the joy of creation versus the aspect of myself that needs to like quantify and qualify everything for um for like a profit or for a result or for um you know a bottom line those two things and that the day that I'm trying to figure this out something like this happens where I can say I got to go and tell one of my heroes that their work compelled me to create something that brought myself and other people joy and it like it inspired me and if they hadn't made the thing they did and if I hadn't made the thing I made then I wouldn't have even been able to tell this person who inspired me that I did anything at all so it's like it's not even that something was like it's 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 that like this person made something 12 years ago and then i made something 
and and filled my life with it. And then when I got a chance to meet them, I could say that their work helped me make work. And that's all it is. There's nothing there's nothing more that needs to be transferred. Like I don't like if Isabella Rossellini checks grading animals out or if not, it doesn't matter. The fact is that I got to share that truth with this person and just in that is I think something beautiful and successful and it makes me like which part wins like that's the dile- like in the story dilemma like which wins and maybe even in your own story dilemma of your life like is it that like you made it's like you had the job you wanted to have and you made the money that you needed to make and all these things or is there value intrinsically of the things that you do outside of results stuff, right? So that this happened the day of the day the vacation started, um, really like, like it was profound to me. I couldn't even believe it. And um, anyway, so after we talked a little bit, I just was milling around the and hanging out and just like talking to people at the gala, just whatever it was it was cool and then at the very at the very end before i left um i decided to like wait on the receiving line again just so that i could very quickly ask for a selfie because plenty of everybody was taking pictures and stuff but when i met her i didn't do that i was just like just wanted to like be genuine but i, I thought like this is something where um i wanted to at least have a picture for myself like i did put it on the grading animal stories, but I didn't like post it to be like, I met Isabella Rossellini like on anything permanent because I was like, this is like meaningful to me. It's like for me. Um, and, and honestly, everybody who saw, like there was a lot of people who saw it on the stories and, and put a heart. And I know that they know who she is and know what she did. Um, so they're, they know that like the, how meaningful that is to me. It's like meeting, uh, he, it's like meeting somebody who's influential to you, but bottom line. So I got a selfie and then I was like, then I, and I said, thank you. And I left. Um, and that was like, I was like, this is crazy. Like this is right now. I just, just in the fact that this happened, this helps me write the finale season episodes because it's like, how it's like all throughout this whole year like internally i've been thinking um you know i'll i'll be really negative on myself and then i'll think well look at all these people who who still contact me or like still will like and you know whatever i've made like a community of people through this show and that alone should be enough for me to to say like hey this is this is more than just like oh the fact that you're not more successful than you want to be or whatever like you should be able to value what you've done regardless of your outer success or whatever the things you can't control about it um and i do and i and like it's always a push pull there's always like the negative section of me that like fights against like fights against any good thing that happens but and and like i i'm constantly just um just so that everybody knows i absolutely 
know, acknowledge, and appreciate how fortunate I have been to like let my work share be shared with everybody. Um, I'm, I've, I've like, it. I'm reminded constantly of it, and it's something that like I don't take for granted. But at the same time, uh, you know, you can easily, you can easily forget. And then sometimes, like, you just, you're, like, not aware, you're not appreciative of, like, how fortunate that you've been. And uh, in this case, in this, um, with this meeting her and this whole little weird thing that happened, um, it's like, well, if you, if you can't appreciate the small things, then, like, the world put in front of me, like, a very clear thing to for me to never forget as a symbol of like look at how much you should appreciate because again like I got to I made grading animals all the episodes of it and then when I had the opportunity to meet my hero I could tell them that their work inspired me to make something and I had the it's like it's not like oh I'm like, oh, you're, I, I love your work, and I never did anything. It's like, I love your work, and that's that. It's like, no, I love your work, and it inspired me to, like, do something and make something. And, like, there's proof of it. It's in the world. And, like, that is, like, okay, so then, so that's, like, a big, so, like, that's a big example of a thing where it's, like, there's nothing, there's no transaction to be had, but I can be, like, happy that I was able to just, that, that we're st- that I'm standing on like the history of what happened, and I can share it as a person who you guys don't. I must feel like I lost the thread on that last part, but you guys know what I mean. So, anyways, that was that's really the that's really the biggest thing that happened. So yeah, so so Sunday, um, I I'm, I continued to write um the show. So anyway. All, all, all to be all for everything to be said about that is that I am, I've written the, like basically the, the rough outline of the whole. I don't know how many episodes is going to break down to, but like I've written it like clear in my mind, and I'm excited about it, and I feel like, hopefully I'll get it all shot before I go back to school. I think that'll have enough time, but even if I don't. I'm still gonna, I'm gonna make these, and they're in process. So it's all in process now, um, and so that was that. So that was that whole thing. And then, um, you know, Monday I didn't put an episode out because I went to my sister's house. Again, I think that like looking back at the Isabella Rossellini story, I think that even though it's like heartwarming, like it's really like, it's really like a ding. But how much better would the story have been if I like? really embarrassed myself and I was like oh my god Isabella Rossellini like and I just couldn't stop looking at her boobs even though she's like 70 but I was just like for some reason like just like a, like being inappropriate right and then I had to then the the bodyguard person had to like remove me right or like I was holding a glass of wine and I accidentally splashed it in her face right and then I was like oh no I fucked up this great opportunity with my hero that would be see that would be another again like an opportunity for something actually funny to happen or like if i like went like i was going to talk to her but then i tripped and like knocked my front teeth out forever marring my face though that would be 
terrible. That would be terrible. It'd be terrible. But because it's not happening to you, the listener, could be also considered funny, right? So again, constantly battling against telling like the truth of, of what happened and then wishing that it was funnier um, because this whole episode has gone in a somewhat like heartwarming and again like this is all good stuff like I'm scoring positive points on like the heartwarming recap podcast but on the other hand not as funny now could this be because people didn't give me suggestions I didn't ask for them but again I just wanted to sh- I more mostly I wanted to share all the developments that have been going on so Anyway, no, but that didn't ha- did not happen. I, I did not make a fool of myself. Un- un- you know, maybe maybe unfortunately, but I did not make a fool of myself in front of Isabella Rusley. Now, one could say, like, did she take the grading animal sticker and immediately throw it in the garbage? I don't know. It's possible. And th- and in fact, if she did that, maybe we wring some humor out of this once and for all. So right, but let's cross our fingers and say that she didn't do that, and let's let's hope. Against when they say hope against hope, what does that mean? Let's just hope, not hope against hope. Let's just hope. It sounds nice. Hope against hope. It is people a lot of times, if you notice, they'll say phrases that they don't even know what they mean because of the way the phrase sounds, because of the inherent musicality of language. And honestly, the musicality of language is something that sort of she Isabella Russell and you talked about in her show because she probably would connect the um, the musicality of language to have been um, incepted. Am I using that word right? To be started in birds because birds are the original musicality of language, right? And it's like to be chirping and tweeting all day is something that we probably, that happens early on the evolutionary line. Um, anyway, if you guys want to know more about that, see if you can see Isabella Rossellini's show, Darwin's Smile, um, if she's doing it in your city. I don't even know. Um, but, so, on Monday and Tuesday, yesterday, uh, two days ago and yesterday, I went to hang out with my nephew um, at my sister's house. And also, also heartwarming. I mean, it's really heartwarming and fun and fun time kid stuff uh, that... That it's like, if you want to uh, put it in the bigger theme of what I'm talking about, um, what's important in life, right, is like the dilemma, right? So it's like um, expression for the sake of expression or living your life on some type of timetable where things need to happen and results need to happen, right? Um, And I went to my sister's house to hang out with my nephew because of the first part of the del- like I'm I'm doing that because I'm in the moment and I'm hanging out with my little nephew and we're we're spending time together and that is for the sake of the moment it's like it's for living life right there's no real results for that um and yeah like I could say that like oh I could have been I could have been slaving away on these episodes of grading animals right for that time. But you know what? Taking those two days and spending them with my nephew is like a greater value to me than pushing myself to finish this thing because I've already, like, even if I, 
I, I don't necessarily have to make more grading animals episodes. I already made, you know, 98 of them. So it's like, I don't have to do it. I'm going to do it because I want to. I wanna, I'm going to do it because, like, um, I'm excited about it, but not because, like, I feel like there's some type of deadline hovering over my neck, right? So again, this stuff is not that funny in it, in and of itself, um, but that's where I was the last two days. That's why this episode's, um, I'm recording this on the 17th. Now, again, I just want to tell you so, that I do have, I'm not without, I'm not without troubles, everybody. While all this shit was happening, right? Well, all this Isabella Rossellini shit going on, me uh, finishing the school year and going to Adventureland with autistic kids. Um, while all that was happening in the background, I'm also looking to see if I can get rid of this new car that I got in January when I got T-boned. Um, I, I, got, uh, I had to get a new car in January because in October I was T-boned with um by another car and whose fault was it i'm gonna say it was their fault but um you know i i think that like uh emotionally where i was in in october 2021 was i was emotionally ready to get t-boned at any time so when i look back at that accident i feel like um it's symbolic to like where I was at emotionally. And that's a weird thing. Um, but anyway, I had to buy a car uh, at that point. And I, I, was, I overpaid for um, a Subaru Impreza. That was like, and it was just that, that they was the only car. I don't know if you guys have heard about the thing called the supply chain. And again, I don't want to be like a guy who talks about um, boring shit on a podcast, but I need to mention. So the supply chain is, I guess, how stuff gets into stores, including cars. And ever since um, COVID, I guess, supply chain has been mad fucked up. Um, And now, in January and even now, back in January and even now, they don't have cars. A lot of places don't even have cars. Like the places, like if you go past, um, if you drive past a car dealership, you see a bunch of like salespeople literally with their thumbs in their assholes. Their their whole entire, like the fat part of their thumb is sort of like a surrogate for a butt plug. If you've ever seen a butt plug, they have their thumbs completely inside of their own assholes because there's no cars to sell. And as we know, a salesman's, natural state when they don't have anything to sell is to put is to stick their thumb inside their asshole. So that's what's going on now. And the, and in January I had to buy this uh Subaru Impreza Sport and I paid a lot more money than it was worth because of the of because that what they were doing it was that they were jacking off all the prices. They were taking the prices that were in, that were listed in the MSRP and again, I'm sorry to talk science talk with you guys, but MSRP is the manufacturer's suggested retail price. But they just take that um, that price and they take their thumbs out of their asshole and they smear that price out. And then they just make up another price 
that could be like $10,000 more than that, right? So I got, I really got, I got, I got fucked. I got fucked in my asshole when I bought this car. And then to add insult to injury, because the injury was getting fucked in the asshole by, um, actually it was, he put his thumb in, in my asshole to, to sell me the car. But, um, the, the insult was the price. Oh no, I guess the fu- getting fucked was the price. So the in the insults was not the price. The injury was the price of getting fucked by the. But the insult was that I've never had a, a what's known as a sports car before. I didn't want a sports car. I just got it because it was the only car they had. But um, one thing about sports cars, and you may have noticed about this, is sports cars wheels. They don't even have. They're like not even. They're very thin, right? So what I didn't know is that those thin tires, they they'll get uh they'll get nails and all kinds of shit in them like every day. And I had to replace six tires since I got this car in January. So if you think it's uh, October, I mean it's August twenty twenty two now, and I've had the car since January. So if you think, or uh, January one, February. March, April, May, June, July, August. I had to replace tires. If I if I had to replace tires once a month, how many months would I had to the <clears throat> wrong. The correct answer is 6 months. I got a tire, I got a flat tire 6 times in 8 months. And it made me think like I should get rid of this car. So, you know, long story short, I'm I've been in I've been going to look for a new car and see if I can get the same exact price. Um and um maybe finally we're arriving at something funny because honestly, I'm like broke and I and I don't know if I can do this and it's really tough and it makes me stressed out because I'm like, how did I get to this point where I have no money and I guess, like, in a way, not having money uh, and feeling like you can't uh, do things like to, like, better your life, um, that really, really makes you feel like a failure. And it makes you feel like the whole world has its weight. Like, you're, like you're laying face down on, the, on, a, on a, a concrete, and, and the weight of the world is a, someone's heel on your neck, which is an image that I really love. But anyway, so, yes, so... That's what's happening with me. I'm actually trying to figure out how to... And also, here's the problem with me. Whenever I go to, like, I don't know how to negotiate on my own behalf. Like, I don't know how to be... So I know maybe, like, when it comes to talking shit to um, animals, right? That That's, like, maybe the only place where I can be, um, like, a tough guy. Or, like, a real, a real like... Um, not taking shit guy. But uh, in every other aspect of my life, like I'm really, it's like I'm a little, like I'm like a little kid that like is confused and doesn't know what to do and like, you know, needs needs help from like mommy and daddy or something like that. I'm a, I'm a baby. So anyway, like I think that I'm, I'm trying not to not get fucked again from this car dealer. Um, but I, but they're very they're very sneaky. See, like they they seem like they're being nice to you, um, 
You know, the thing is, is like when you, I think the thing about when you negotiate is you have to think of everything that the other person is saying and look into it like you're lying to me or like show me the proof that you're not totally fucking me over. And then there's a thing called leverage. So when like leverage means like I have something you want, which is my money, and you have something I want, which is the car. And then um, we have to like leverage it. Now, the problem is that I don't, you know, it's like if you're, if you get, sne- you can get sneak attacked. And, um, and that's what I'm afraid of happening. So listen, this episode, this episode didn't really have a lot of like comedy in it. It was more of like a recap. And who's to say where this podcast is even going, where this is headed, right? But then you come back and you think, well, what's the purpose of this whole thing? Is it to express myself and just be happy that I have a place where I can do, like, just share the truths, whether or not they're funny or not, just the truths of life, just to share the experience in the moment? Or do I live my life hoping that there's some type of, um, I don't know, metric or, like, qualifying thing that, like, will make something either good or bad and I live and die by those uh, two buttons, right? So, and, and I say that, um, and I say if I've learned anything today, it's that, uh, that I don't, I'm not going to do that as much as I can. As much as I can, I'm just going to um, express myself and keep going and keep living in the moment. So, Uh, That's why this episode's coming out Wednesday. Thanks, everybody, for joining me, and I'll keep you posted on if I get a new car. Um, Yes. So uh, thank you so much. Take care.